0: Hey, welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm gonna talk about 10 easy ways that you can help your children believe in themselves. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to talk about 10 easy ways that you can help your children believe in themselves. If you listened to the last podcast Uh, I talk about the importance and some real life examples that I had um, experienced through a movie and a documentary where a father or a father figure's importance of believing in your child can change their life forever. So you may be saying, well, how do we believe? So that's why today's episode is 10 easy ways that you could help your children believe in themselves and and they're really simple But as I say uh, all the time and I probably said it a number of times on this podcast is they're simple but they're not always easy to do and we don't necessarily always have an awareness that we're not doing these things so number one is this praise your child Praise your children when they achieve even the smallest of things. So it's interesting, as you guys know, I have a 19-month-old baby and a seven-and-a-half-year-old son. And it it's fun to watch my older son praise his 19-month-old little brother because the other day, as we were going through a picture book, um, there was a couple pages where you had to count. There was like, One ball, two ducks, three buttons, and he's just now starting to bring his words on, the the little one. And he said all of the words to the best of his ability all the way up to 10. He counted 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And... My older one said, really great job saying all of your numbers, Jaden. And he like clapped with him and Jaden got really excited. His brother was praising him. Now, where does his brother get that? Because his father praises him constantly for simple things. And it was just really awesome to watch him acknowledge his brother in that way as he's learning to say his words. So praise your child early and often, even for the smallest thing. It helps them believe that they can do things. Criticism helps them to believe they cannot do it. So don't criticize them for the things that they're not doing. Praise them for the things they are doing. And too often in today's society, that's exactly how we're training our kids' brains. We're we are criticizing them for all the things they're doing wrong instead of telling them the things they're doing right. Number two, support their friendships. As I, I was reading through this, um, mind you, I found this article online and I, I just really believe in it. I'm putting my own thoughts to each one of these, but support their friendships. It says a good network of friends boosts a child's confidence. Um, it helps play a role in... In building strong relationships. Avoid the temptation to correct your child too much while friends are over. Uh, Help them to build strong relationships. At playdates, keep corrections and reprimands until friends have gone home wherever possible. Kids just want to fit in and playdates are essential for them to build strong relationships. Try not to embarrass them in front of their friends. It can hurt their self-esteem. So, Just yesterday, my son had a few friends over and i'm really good about um i believe it takes a village to really impact and empower our kids and kids need to know that there are rules and boundaries in different homes Uh, but yesterday was a fun day it happened to be the day of easter We had a little Easter egg hunt over here, Uh, so only a couple of his friends made it over. And typically, I'll go in and mess with the kids and talk to the kids and set some rules and boundaries so that they know that, hey, it's just not a free-for-all. But yesterday, I allowed it to be a free-for-all, and the kids had a blast, and they were within line. My son asked me, hey, what can we do, Dad? And I was like, what do you want to do? You want to play video games? Go play. Um... The moms were like, Yep, that's what those boys love doing. So they went, they were respectful, they shared, I could hear the dialogue from the other room. And but but my son knows that if I were to have to lay down the law, there's there's no I, I've done it in front of his friends, but I've only done it to create boundaries for his friends and let them know that this is our house and we play by our rules. And as long as you play by the simple rules, which is be respectful towards each other, pretty much the main rule. uh, And when I say something, I only have to say it once. So I have you boys to clean up the the room, clean up the room. If we're going to grab a bite to eat, I should say, hey guys, come grab a bite to eat. It's not five minutes, let me finish this video game. Like Those are the simple rules in the house. I say things once and be respectful towards each other and towards the home and me those are the rules and I find that when you set those simple rules they they do it Um, but support those friendships and allow them to be themselves and I'll tell you as a dad I watch these boys roughhouse each other and and I understand it because I was a boy at one point and and I am a man and I get the testosterone but every part of me wants to stop them from beating up on each other and doing stuff but they're boys and they need to do those physical activities Number three is trust your child. Uh, And and I would go as simple, and and it doesn't say this in this article, but I would go as simple as to say, tell them you trust them in your words and your actions. And she says, it boosts a child's self-esteem. Show children you trust them. If you don't trust them, you have nothing to break. By trusting your child to do certain job or play in a certain area, a safe one, of course, you help them to believe they're trustworthy. Trust them until they give you a reason not to trust them. And this will help you tenfold during their teenage years. So I think about this, you know, oftentimes we live in a day and age. I live on a cul-de-sac. We live in a quiet, safe neighborhood. Um, he's at an age where he could go out and play. We have a park across the street. So there'll be times where we're going over to the park and I was like, go go ahead, go down there and I'll, I'll meet you there in a minute. And he's like, you can let me, I can go? And I'm like, yeah, I trust you. Just make sure when you get to the street, you look both ways. I trust you that you will do the right thing, that you will get there safely. Now, moms out there, you're probably like, wait a minute, there's a road between him and the park and he's got to cross it. Yes. But I also know that he's seven and a half. And I know that I was crossing roads at five because we lived in a different day and age. And I walked myself to school every day. And I was supposed to go to the crossing guard, but my mom taught me to look left and right and not move until there was no traffic. And she trusted me to do that. Maybe she trusted me out of necessity, but she trusted that I was capable of doing it. And because of that, I like to think I'm very aware today. Nobody told me to cross a road. Nobody told me, if nobody was there, I needed to look both ways. I trust that he will do that. Why? Because... When I'm with him, he does look both ways. So I trust that he'll do that on his own. Now, do I watch from a distance? Absolutely. Does it scare me to death to send him every time? Absolutely. But I trust that he will make the right choice. Awesome. Let's go to number four, setting goals. We gotta set small goals for our children. Uh, I tend to, as I'm reading this, it says set uh, age appropriate goals, uh, setting the table every day, making their bed, making their lunch, working a little harder for their spelling test. That one resonates with me. They may argue that they don't want to do it, but there is something inside of them that will feel stronger when you take on that task and actually complete it. Every time they achieve their goal, the child's self-esteem rises and I I tell my son all the time listen let's let's have our spelling words that are on a Friday let's let's know them by Wednesday and it usually takes him three times only to go through the words so that's Monday Tuesday and Wednesday night Thursday is just a warm-up for the test and he nails the test every week but I tell you Monday is like oh do we have to do this now every Monday." Every Tuesday, do we have to do spelling words? I'm like, don't you like doing really well on the test as opposed to not being prepared? Yeah. Well, then we need to prepare. But setting these small goals of, you know, hey, putting away the dishes. Uh, We have a dishwasher. He's capable of putting everything away at this point. Uh, Putting away his clothes when they're set out on his bed after the laundry's done. Have these age-appropriate goals and they will feel a sense of accomplishment because they were capable of doing it. Activate motivation. Goal setting and motivation help children have confidence in their own abilities. Activate motivation by setting goals. Start small and they will build from there. By activating motivation at an early age, your child will tend to be more motivated later. See, I motivate my child by making it competitive. So I will give him a time limit to do his spelling words. I will give him a time limit. Hey, can you make your bed in under 30 seconds today? Can you do the spelling words, all of them correctly within 10 minutes tonight uh, after he's already practiced them? Uh, I motivate him because he's competitive. Find your child's triggers, whatever it is that motivates them. Is motivation that they get to watch something? Is it motivation that they get some type of monetary reward in which I do not suggest? Is it, um, do they get more video game time? Do they get to stay up late and watch a movie with you? Whatever motivates your child to do the things that you need done Motivate them. Activate that motivation. Number six, set realistic boundaries. Children thrive. Listen to this word. I love this word. Children thrive on boundaries. Human beings thrive on boundaries. Us adults are no different. They need them more than you can imagine we need you know your boss tells you to be at work at nine and you can't leave till five and you get a one hour a half hour lunch break you need those boundaries even though you don't necessarily like them because you may not like your job but you need those boundaries you need that system to thrive at work You know what to expect. You know you need to be there. You know you can't leave. And you typically know what your tasks are because you're being assigned them each time. And those boundaries for children are related to bedtime, manners, social media usage, respect, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Those are the building blocks for your children's future. Children feel more secure and stronger when they understand what's expected of them. But that's Creating boundaries around all of these things. Uh, My son just yesterday, uh, while his friends were here, right? Testing some boundaries. And I said something. I don't even recall what it is. And he tried to test it. And I looked at him very direct in the eyes. And I said, what did I say? And he repeated it. I said, thank you. And that was it. He didn't ask again. He knew what I meant. I wasn't trying to embarrass him in front of his friends. But don't. Test me. There are certain boundaries. You know what they are. You know what I said. And that's it. Um, but he'll respect me later on for having said those things. His friends respect me more for having followed through on the boundaries. Because even though they don't know what the boundaries are, they realize in that moment, whoa, his dad means business. So they watch him follow through. When I ask them to do it, they're going to do the same thing. Number seven. Number seven of the 10 easy ways that you could help kids believe in themselves is don't make things perfect. Life isn't perfect. So don't try to make things perfect. We all have a bit of a habit now because things are so hectic of trying to make things just perfect and just right. It's so unrealistic Kids need to understand that it's okay to make mistakes. Um, I have a favorite saying that a very wise woman used to say to me as a child, and I use it with my own children, is mistakes are good, people, as long as we learn from them. So listen to that. I tell my son all the time when he's maybe being hard on himself or he he got a small version of an arcade game, Galaga. And I'm a competitive guy. never played video games. He's like, Dad, will you play this game with me? So I play it and, you know, I got beat real quick. And I'm like, oh, man. And he laughed. He's like, are you mad? I said, I'm competitive. I want to win. And right now I just lost. So he got a kick out of watching me show some emotion towards the video game. And I was like, it's okay. You know, because you, he gets frustrated and mad. But we've never thrown anything at a television It's it's rare for him to see Dad get emotional about those things. I'm not that Dad who watches a sporting event and is hollering at the TV or anything like that. So, uh, because perfect doesn't exist, right? And I'm not perfect. So I think as I'm talking this through, you know, I made a mistake. I wasn't happy about it, but I wasn't mad. But I did show some emotion, and I was okay with it. And I think it was refreshing for him to see his father show some emotion in that video game because he can relate to video games. He gets frustrated. Um, And I'm not perfect, and nor does he have to be perfect. Um, It's okay not to get things done 100%. That's life. If parents share their own failures, as I just shared with you, and their own disappointments, it helps a child to understand that these things happen And it's normal, and more importantly, it's okay, and that disappointment and failure can be overcome. I love number eight, right? We want our children to believe in themselves, and it says make time for two-way communication or conversation. Um, There are two real key areas in your everyday life where this can show up. One is car time uh it's quiet in the car there's no other distractions uh you can really your kid can't run away from you they're in the back seat you you talk to them during this time about their day or what their dreams or aspirations are there's great apps out there i'm not gonna promote any apps here but there are great apps out there that ask your ch- children questions questions such as uh when you grow up would you rather be an astronaut or a firefighter and then they're like i'd rather be a firefighter. Why? Because I think it'd be really cool to save people's lives. Astronauts don't do that. And, and so you ask them why. So you ask them, do you want this or that? If you could have right now pizza or ice cream, what would you have? I'd rather have ice cream. Why? Because it's a hot summer day, Dad. I don't want hot pizza. It's too hot. And you, they start to rationalize and you get to see the way they think. So you ask them these types of questions. It's a two-way communication. So meal time, right? Dinner, lunch breakfast depending on where you are if you're out to eat or 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 if if you sit down as a family is another great time to have this one-on-one communication and if you were to go download my free copy of my book be the dad you wish you had at be the dad you wish you had.com or to get your hard copy and all you have to pay is shipping and handling you can do that again at be the dad you wish you had.com chapter 36 is Daddy talk time, which is dedicated time at the end of the night after uh, bath time, reading books, brushing teeth. We're in bed where I always pour into my son. And this, where it's really quiet, the day is wound down. We're preparing for bed is where some of the most amazing conversations happen between my son and I. Because there is no rush. There, is, there isn't car time. It's not we got to get the dishes done it's it's are we end our day with talking about our day and um it's one-on-one two-way communication and it has been invaluable in my parenting journey and i share details of that in the book so number eight was Create time for two-way communication. Number nine, encourage emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is becoming an issue. Sometimes when I greet someone's child, that they have their head in their phone and they don't respond. Parents need to avoid sending the message to their children that they don't have to speak to adults. It's not okay because children aren't learning about eye contact, which is a huge part of self-confidence and communication. They're not learning about simple, everyday communication. You'll see this in The Next Generation coming up. There, I'm reading studies where college students are incapable of having in-person dialogue because they're hidden behind screens. Uh, all through high school they're on uh, social media whether that's uh, you know snapchat or or instagram they communicate via pictures via likes and they don't know how to have dialogue and and we need to start early and often having our kids connect shake hands have eye contact and really um meet and and as i'm reading this is it's something that i need to work on my son i i Use the excuse, and I'm going to straight up uh, call myself out here. It's an excuse. Ah, you know he's shy, and and he's I, that's giving him permission to not do it because he's shy. Um, and 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 you know this is part of this podcast for me, is me being able to look in the mirror and see where I can improve, and that is one thing that I know in this area of ten is helping with his emotional intelligence by making him shake adults' hands when they come into our home and we go other places. Look him in the eye. Say hello um, because he will stand off in a distance if I allow it. Um, And I just need to be better about that. Number 10, the last one, and I think this is huge. I know my mother was great at this also, is respect your child's privacy. It's important to respect children's privacy at an early age. A lot of... Uh, 11 and 12-year-olds that she works with will say that they wish their parents trusted them. Allow your children to have their privacy. They're supposed to have their own little secrets, but try to remember when you were their age. Didn't you, did you tell your parents everything? Probably not. I know I did not. Obviously, you feel your child's in trouble. That's a different situation. However... you can then pry into social media and friendships and things like that but trust your children but if you teach them to believe in themselves if you teach them to stick up for themselves you teach them proper values and you respect their privacy they will make good decisions but if you never allow them the ability to make good decisions on their own how are they going to know to do it in the future So our role as parents are to make our children independent of us. I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. They need to be able to stand on their own two feet and they need to be able to make their own choices. Stand up for themselves and believe in themselves to move forward as a confident, happy person. And then she shares this. She recently had a 19-year-old girl who came to her because she was so tired of feeling bad about herself. Her self-esteem was very low. And that when this doctor asked her if she could change one thing about her parenting experience, what would it be? She said she wished her parents had taught her how to cook. Listen to this. How to set the fire. How to make the bed. And how to live independently. She wished they had trusted her to make decisions and encouraged her to believe in herself. That really is something for all of us parents to think about. A 19-year-old girl said those things. Wished her parents had taught her how to cook, how to light the fire, how to make her own bed, and how to live independently. She wished they had trusted her to make her own decisions and encouraged her to believe in herself. See, when you do all those things for your child that she just described, they don't have any self-confidence. You're telling them through your actions that you don't believe they're capable of doing it, that you don't trust that they're going to do it right. And I often say, done is better than perfect. Because if you teach your child to make their bed, and at the end of the day, it's done but the fold or the crease isn't quite perfect or the, maybe the pillows are a little bit out of place, we can improve on something that has already been done and we can get better and better. Perfect doesn't exist. But if we never allow them the chance to fail or to make a mistake, we're not allowing them the chance to grow. Because as a wise woman said, And I shared it with you earlier. Mistakes are good as long as we learn from them. But you got to allow them to make mistakes. We'll see you in the next episode of I Don't Know Jack about parenting. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had at BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had dot com now and get it while it's free.